Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. Happy holidays, folks. If you are tuning in, uh, you may have just celebrated Christmas or are otherwise just enjoying, hopefully, a nice, uh, safe, warm holiday break. Uh, and just because the Winged Wheel podcast is on its own little mini break doesn't mean that we didn't pre-record some content for you. So what we have today is a, a special bonus episode of the Winged Wheel podcast. Uh, we decide to lean into our own Gear Nerd series hosted by your very own Brad Crisco, who's on the call uh, with us today. But uh, we joined uh, we joined up with another pro in the uh, gear space, uh, GearGeek.com, at GearGeekHockey on Twitter. We are joined by Matthew. Matthew, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the show today. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you very much for, for having me. Uh, I, I look forward to uh, our discussion here. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of you guys, too, and and all the work that you guys do and, and the, um, you know, the, the attention you've gathered w- w- from covering the Red Wings, covering hockey, and... Um, can I also say just, you know, the work you guys do when, when you guys have that, that now annual game at Little Caesars Arena when you're joined by Mickey and, and Kenny and, and, um, you know, the benefits you, you give to the Jamie Daniels Foundation. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of you guys. Uh, you guys do a good job. So it's, uh, it's, uh, an honor to, to be on the show here with you guys. And Brad, you specifically, no offense, Ryan, but, um, all the, the engagement <laughs> you give us on, on, uh, on Twitter and, and the, the fun that we have going back and forth talking about Philip Zadina and the the different sticks he's using the five different sticks he's using on a weekly basis um you know I'm I'm just a big fan of you guys Ah uh, thank um, you appreciate that Yeah much appreciated that means a lot generally I have concern for anyone who uh, goes out of their way to thank Brad but no I understand it in this scenario uh you two are uh, your brains are wired the same way. So, before we get into you know the NHL players and all the questions that we gathered from listeners, tell us a little bit about GearGeek.com, what you do on that site, and how the kind of magic happens behind the scenes. Yeah, so so GearGeek is connected with ProStockHockey.com. I'm, I'm sure you guys have have heard about it, uh, but to for those anybody that that may not, uh, ProStock is the you know sells equipment that's purchased directly from NHL locker rooms, and we we've recently uh, just introduced selling um, kids gear, kids sticks and gloves as well from our uh from the the manufacturer uh partnerships with the with the manufacturers that we have uh but mainly what we're, we're known for um you know selling selling the equipment that comes from nhl locker rooms and then uh that started in about 2014 and then in in the summer of 2017 was when uh gear geek was officially launched um it it is known as the equipment database of of the nhl and um i was brought on uh to assist with with gear geek uh, shortly after that, in about February 2018, and um, yeah, you know what what we do is is we 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 try to to keep up with with uh, the the equipment that NHL players are are using on uh, as as much as we can. Um, it's a challenge because you know I'm sure Brad, as as you know, uh, these guys are are changing equipment on a, on a daily basis, on a nightly basis. Um, so so it, it it's tough. It's it's in a way impossible to gather every single one, but uh, you know, from an, an, on a nightly basis. But um, we we do our best to to try and and make sure that that we have um, 
everybody as as up to date as as possible and and, and we're just trying to to get better with it uh but but that's pretty much the the the, the long and, and and the short of it there um there are other challenges I'm, I'm sure brad you know you can attest to this uh you know obviously the 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 website keeps track of of the the graphics of the of the sticks that are being used and and you know that's not to say we don't know that uh the the majority of players are are using sticks that are that are merely dressed um, but having said that, the majority of of viewers and and hockey watchers are are going to identify you know the stick based on the the graphics that they see. Uh, so that's why we we've ultimately so far decided to um, you know go with the graphics on 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 the website. Uh, but you know at the same time we 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 share the the inside information if we know what an actual stick's build is. Um, you know when, when we have that info and and we also welcome our our followers and, and they do a great job of sending us screenshots uh you know sending us pictures of of uh sticks that that, that they see and say hey you know you know brady kachuk is actually using this and uh we, we like to engage toss them a retweet and and um you know and engage from from that side as well uh so it's a lot of fun uh it, it, it's a lot of fun to to say the least so through all of that, I have to imagine it's an immense undertaking trying to track. And like you said, seeing behind what the players are almost deceiving you with uh, based on sponsorships or, you know, they, sometimes they just paint stuff black. I know that. Uh, do you have any, do you ever get kind of a, a friendly nudge or any ins from uh, equipment managers or, or folks adjacent to them across the league? Or uh, is this still, uh, you, you have to use your tools and your tools, your tools only to uh, kind of understand what's happening with equipment? Yeah, I think um there there have been a few instances, you know, with our our relationships with with Pro Stock Hockey um where where some equipment managers across the league have given us some inside scoops um but but most of the time it it is just um you know us and 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 mainly myself just just looking for what's already out there and and uh uh, you know, it, it's funny how some teams will, and, and some social media teams will, will post, you know, photos on, on Instagram stories, on Instagram feeds, and, uh, not realize they're actually like, um, breaking very specific and, and very entertaining news to a, a particular group of people. Um, but, but that's, uh, uh, th- that's pretty much, uh, the, the, the bulk of it. Um, so, I mean, you know, not, not, not too much is, is, is said, you know, be, behind the scenes. It, it's mainly just me and, and, and the folks, uh, the, the, the few folks who, who assist me, uh, being on the lookout, you know, while we're watching games, while we're on social media and, and trying to, uh, to, to find, you know, what, what's, what's new in, in terms of, of players, uh, you know, using new gear, trying, trying different things and, and that sort of thing. All right, my last question before I'll, I'll start to kind of get into the uh, fan questions. And Brad, obviously, you got to okay. jump in here and do most of the talking. But uh, I asked you before, and I'm going to ask again for the uh, the listeners: What do you use? What sticker are you using? What kind of gear have you found yourself liking? Yeah, well, I'm a. I'm, it's always a, a good question, one of my favorite question, questions, Ryan. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a stick snob. But it, it's funny when I was younger, uh, I loved having the the latest and greatest uh graphics uh the the most recent ones if you will but you know now the the older i get um um i I like trying 
new uh, pro stock patterns, you know, whether it's uh, I've I just picked up uh, a Jack Eichel uh, Supreme 2S Pro the other day. Uh, well, it's actually an MX3 dressed as a Supreme 2S Pro, but uh, you get the idea. Uh, but if I if I had to, to answer your question, my my favorite one right now is um, I've got a couple of Patrice Bergeron Pro Stock sticks that uh, have been have been treating me well. His uh, if I could describe it, the 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 curve that he uses is like a nice blend of of um of a few that I like and and uh well, you know like I said it 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 it's been treating me well and and um it, I would definitely pick it as as my favorite but you know ultimately I I do like like experimenting with as many uh, pro stock patterns as I can. Well, since you just said you're a tinkerer, let's connect that to the NHL. So obviously you're the guy who's tracking everything. You know what it's like to tinker with this that I track the Red Wings, so I know, like we talked about with Zadina, how he tinkers. What player in the league drives you the craziest with how much they change, they tinker, they try, and then you see him with something different every day? Oh, man. Um, over the, the last couple of years of doing this, if I if I had like – you know, time to, to sit down and, and think about it. I'm, I'm sure I could, I could name a bunch, but off the top of my head, he, he's been pretty good this year, but, um, Malkin is a guy who, who stands out, you know, he's, he's, he's going, uh, back and forth. Usually I remember in, in the 2018 playoffs. Oh no. So it was 2018 and, and Nicholas Backstrom's a warrior guy. So the the covert QR edge and the alpha QX were the ones he was going back and forth with and in the 2018 playoffs I kid you not it was it was every other game it, it was it was one or the others and and I just it got to a point where I was like hounding the the Capitals Twitter and and hounding the Capitals Instagram and and you know, at stoppages of play while watching the game, I was making sure uh, I, I took it if if I was keeping my eyes peeled for Backstrom to come across uh, to to make sure I could get a glimpse of him uh, to see if if maybe he was giving me the night off and and using the, uh, the same stick on back to back nights. But he he was nuts on uh, uh, during those playoffs. Um, and like I said, you know, there 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 really are a, a, a hand, at least a handful more. Um, you know, you could go Duncan Keith when he was still in the league, he was doing it a lot. Um, but, but th those guys are, are ones, you know, historically who, who come to mind, uh, right off the bat. There's been a lot made of, uh, Philip Ronick's change in stick this year. Yeah. I believe he, we used more of a squared off uh, toe for a long time or squared off blade for a long time. That, it, that speaks to my soul personally. Uh, Brad's going to laugh because I used to use the old orange and white Nike Apollo with the squared off toe because I was a defenseman and just jam it up against the boards. And you're laughing already. We and could, I know that. Yeah, we could we could have a 30 minute conversation just roasting everything you used, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you a pass on this one. So uh, pretend, Matthew, you're talking to a layman, say me, and uh, or the average hockey fan who might not know what you know. Explain the change that Philip Ronick made in his stick this year how that would impact a, an average hockey player's game and whether or not you think that has any kind of impact at all into his improved play this year. 
Yeah, I I think you you know it, it's funny because um, I've you know I, I've experimented with with the curve that he's using now. It's the it's closely most closely related to that that P twenty eight, which is which is picking up you know uh, like crazy around the league, and you know. I guess it depends on what what kind of player you are, uh, because you know I have recommended the P twenty eight to some of my friends, and and some and, and a few of them have said no, I I can't do it. it. It's too wild for for my my shots. And then others have said that it has helped them. And um, you know, the, the, for from from my experience, and, and I know I'm not anywhere near uh, what, and I never will be anything near what where where Philip Heronic plays so it's a lot different when you compare it to a beer leaguer to Philip Heronik in the NHL with the Detroit Red Wings but um you know the the biggest thing I notice is 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 the the the, your control with that p28 curve and and you may not you you might not think that you know Heronik as as a defenseman and and you know not not him him previously not being known as as an offensive guy sometimes that, that possession is 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 such a, a difference in its own. Like, you know, wh- when, when you have more confidence and, and you're able to, uh, to, to possess the puck, it allows you to, uh, you know, make a cleaner breakout pass. And, and if you're making cleaner breakout passes, it leads to better scoring chances. And sometimes you're on the other end of, of, uh, albeit a secondary assist, it's still an assist and, and you get, you get more points that way. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't, again, like I'm just a beer leaguer. So I, like you guys, so, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for, um, you know, somebody to the magnitude of, of Philip Peronic, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's, if it's a breakdown of some of those little things and, and, you know, he, he's noticing some of those little things like control on, on his stick and just, you know, having a better feel for the puck in tight, whether that's in his own end or, or whether he's able to keep pucks in, um, you know, at, at the point better and, and have more, more confidence when he's patrolling the blue line in the offensive zone. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a buildup of, of, of many little things that are, that are working well for him. If I, if, if I had to, to, to provide an educated guess. So uh, off the air the other day, I guess I'll direct this one to you, Brad. I guess I'm representing folks who don't know a lot about <laughs> or an advanced amount about hockey gear right now. Uh, I'm your emissary with these pros. Brad, off the air, you told me about, I think, two or three uh, blade patterns or s- stick patterns, whatever you want to call them, that are most prevalent right now. Walk us through what they're called and the differences between them. So the two most prevalent, and again, Matthew be able to speak more to what the NHLers are using. I'm going by, you know, obviously I sell the stuff. So sales patterns and in my league, keeping track of what guys are using, but it's a P28 and the P92 because, uh, you know, as Matt said, the, the bigger curves give you more control, harder shots, more whip, you know, you can get that toe and go release a little easier. So they're starting to catch on in the heel curves and the mid curves, like the P88, the, PM nine are starting to phase out a little bit. You still got a handful of guys hanging on, but basically with those two curves to, you know, summarize, it gives you more toe on the stick. You get more of a cradle, you get more of a release. And then, you know, personally for me, I think the biggest reason these two are catching on is, you know, when I was a kid growing up playing hockey in the nineties, we were taught to shoot heel to toe, you know, start the, 
wrist shot on the heel and let it roll. And if you had way too much toe, that thing was just a slingshot that nobody could control. Now everybody's taught the curl and drag release. So you pull in from the toe of your stick and then snap from the, you know, heel to mid part of your blade. Um, so getting these two new curve, not new curves, they've been around for a while, but the, these two curves, they allow you to do that really, really smoothly, really efficiently and without a ton of effort or focus being, you know, attached to it. So I think it's just more so the evolution of how to shoot, how to stick handle has led to these two curves becoming the most prominent curves by a lot. Okay. We're going to jump into some, uh, some Twitter questions or sorry, uh, Patreon and Twitter questions. This one's from a patron, uh, whose name is Patrick was black eyed wink says several years ago. I heard Sonia, uh, DiBiase, I hope I'm saying that right, of CCM on another admittedly goalie-focused show discussing the idea of adding different flexes and additional curves to their line of goalie sticks. The flexes have come to pass with all three major players offering two lines of sticks now, but we're still stuck with only two curves that are remotely usable for goalies who'd like to handle the puck. Any word on seeing additional patterns, or am I still stuck hunting down pro stock to find what I like? Yeah, I'll start on this one because I can take the the retail end of this short answer is no um you're going to be doing a lot of pro stock hunting i know bauer specifically has been at least talking internally about possibly bringing out um some new curves i know a lot of their more recent goalie sticks have more of a rounded toe which is something they got a lot of feedback on and they've been trying and the shaft the length of the shaft is shorter which is i know a lot of feedback they were getting so the companies listen and they hear what people are, you know, wanting, what they're talking about. Admittedly, they're very slow to react on it. So I'm not going to say, no, this isn't going to happen. But from a large scale retail standpoint, it hasn't happened yet. And then uh, along the same, there's a lot of goalie questions here. That's great. Nick Putty says, sticks have been discussed at length between flex, kick points, curves, Ryan square blade. But are there as, uh, is there as much variation in goalie sticks? And are there different variables that are specific to goalie sticks? So what are the characteristics that make up a goalie stick that uh, maybe the, uh, the less crazy players on the ice wouldn't even know about when shopping? Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of things. So the shape of the shoulder which, okay, to explain it to someone who wouldn't know that, the wide part of the paddle going into the narrow part of the shaft, that can tanker in terms of shape because, you know, most goalies will use the trigger grip now a days where the index finger comes down and they're holding it like with their other three fingers and adjusting the shape of that shoulder kind of can tinker with the grip. I know Bauer even does the five-sided shaft with where your palm sits on goalie sticks now. Um it's pretty wild what they're getting into because, yeah, like I said, flex and kick point is a thing on goalie sticks now, which never used to be a thing. Um, shaft length, like I mentioned on the last one, they're starting to tinker with. There, There's getting to be a lot more options, So, but the two big things, like I said, that they've really been tinkering with in the last uh, little while is, you know, kick point slash flex and then the shoulder shape. Well, it, it's it's funny you mentioned that, Brad, because I too am actually the, the goalie gear is something I'm still a rookie with and 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 learning uh, for. But I I know you know speaking from um, from uh, the, the 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 pro stock side, one one goaltender in particular is uh, is 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 the is UC Soros, 
And uh, I know at, at Pro Stock Hockey, we had quite a few of his uh, patterns in, in stock for a while. And, and those were, um, you know, we, we had requests for them over and over again. And then when we finally, uh, you know, got them back, um, they, they, they just picked right off, off, off the shelf. And, and I believe based on some of the messages I've been getting, uh, you know, from, from the Pro Stock side, uh, the, 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 the goaltenders, if you will, just really in, enjoy the, the overall feel of, 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 you know, of, of his pattern and, and, um, uh, the, the, the blade itself. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think you pretty much touched on it, uh, on it, um, earlier in, in terms of there being some limitations with, uh, from, from the retail side and, and, and all of that. But, um, who's to say what, what, what's, what's the comfort for the future? Hopefully there is going to be more, uh, you know, flexibility for, for goaltenders going forward. All right, that's a lot about sticks, and I'm sure we're going to get back to it. But uh, there's a question here that I think is very relevant to the Red Wings who have been uh, collecting broken and bruised hands this season. Uh, this one's from CB on Wheels. It says, here's my question. Why do players not gravitate toward newer glove models and put more importance on backhand protection over finger protection? After seeing Bert's, uh, Bert break a finger and Larkin also maybe do the same, why is this the case? Okay, simple answer here. Hockey players are idiots, and as a hockey player, I'm allowed to say that. Um, players are creatures of habit, so when they find something they like, there's a lot of guys who are very reluctant to get off that. Like You look at the top-end players in the NHL, um, McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, they're all using gear that's you know six, seven, eight years old. They just Once they adapt to it, they do not want to switch off of it. And it's not for lack of trying from the manufacturers, because I know um, in CCM, their new tax... Uh, glove line they really did put an emphasis on the back of the hand there they they put some of their nest tech material in there um some of their d3o uh absorption material in there so they're trying uh players just don't like adapting and i can't stress enough how little players care about their own safety on the ice they'll rip padding out of their gloves they'll wear shin pads that are two inches too small they're well you know, the Bauer 5100 and 4500 is a helmet in the NHL for some reason still. And I cannot explain why, because that thing is a piece of foam from the 90s that has not evolved at all. And guys wear it. So uh, I, I wish I had a detailed, in-depth answer here other than players are creatures of habit. But that is the uh, the answer here. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Brad, you, you pretty much touched on it from the, uh, from the protection side of it. And, and then in, in terms of from the, the, the new models and, and new releases, I, I, I can't for the life of me figure it out. And I guess it goes back to pretty much what, what you just said. But I remember before the, the 2017, 18 season when Alexander Ovechkin first, uh, signed back on with, with CCM. Um, he, he actually started the season with, with Bauer gloves. And then, uh, then it, it, it uh, along the way, if the, the jet speed FT1 gloves were, were introduced and, and he was among some of the, among the first to, to wear those. And then, um, they, they took off, you know, they, they did well. And then the, the ultra tax or the HGTK model from CCM did well. Um, you know, the, the covert QRL gloves from Warrior are still around the league quite a bit. And, and, and the QRE gloves ca caught on quite a bit, I'd say. But then there's more that, that just, 
that that just for whatever reason don't and and I mean you can you can go down the list of the the new uh the, the um the the Jetspeed FT4 gloves from CCM the 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 Tax AS4 gloves the Warrior Cover QRE10 we only saw a few of those in the NHL um but yeah it it, it just comes down to what what you said and 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 you know these guys are are the best of the best and and they are creatures of habit and it 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 really takes um uh, it 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 really takes a domino effect, I suppose, to uh, to to uh, really uh, create a wave uh, across the league. But you know, it, it's th- there's no telling for when that next model is is going to be. But um, shout out CB on on wheels. That that was a, a phenomenal question. Uh, I wish we had better answers for you, but uh, that that's about as as best as we can as we can sum it up right now. I'm actually going to kind of follow up on that one because I've no the one thing you touched on there, I've noticed a lot and I just want to see if you can kick around some speculation as to why, because with certain things and, and gloves might be the most specific one where I notice it a lot where we won't see something, we won't see something, we won't see something, and then everybody has it. And the most recent example I had this year was the Hyperlite gloves because I, I got Hyperlites in the summer myself and I put the things on. I'm like, these are phenomenal. These are the best gloves I've ever worn. They're going to be insanely popular. And for the first little bit of the season, nobody was wearing them. Um, everybody was still wearing their old 2X Pros or, or whatever model they were wearing. And then last I checked in, which wasn't that long ago, there's a ton of guys in the NHL, at least relative to a couple months ago, who are wearing the Hyperlite gloves. So do you think this is just them giving it time, breaking it in in practice? Is it word of mouth, you know, buddy in the locker room tossing it going, holy shit, you need to try these? What what do you think the reason behind that is? Because again, like you've said, the FT1s caught on, the FT4s never did, the Hyperlites caught on, the Ultrasonics were kind of sort of whatever, the QRE10s never did, despite being so close to some of the older models. Honestly, one theory that that I I might have, and and let me be clear, I I promise I don't have any inside inf- information here to to say that that this is the reason. But one thing I did notice in the early going is when the reverse retro equipment was was starting to get introduced. It's almost like some of these guys were forced into those hyperlight gloves. It, it, it's almost like Bauer didn't even. Um, it didn't even give them the option to, uh, to, to make their old model in the reverse retro colors. And then these guys started, uh, you know, wearing the hyperlight models in their reverse retro colors. And then maybe that was the test they needed. And they were like, oh, wow, you know, these are great. And then they, you know, they, they tell their equipment guy, tell Bauer to send me these hyperlights in the real colors. I noticed that with, with a few guys. Um, and, and I'm sure you might be able to recall Brad seeing, you know, the, the tweets on gear geek. I, I often said, um, he's only got these in, in reverse retro colors right now. They're not in the standard colors. Uh, but then shortly after some of these guys started adding the, the, the standard colors, uh, in hyperlight gloves as well. So, uh, again, I don't know. I can't say for sure if that's the reason, but, um, it, there were plenty of, of examples of um you know that being the case of the guys somewhat being introduced to the hyperlite model through the 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 reverse retro uh style and then and then adding and then ordering uh you know an, an additional pair in their in their standard color so um again that would be a a best guess of mine in, in a way and i i guess funny how how that kind of um you know got got guys on board to uh to make the the full change if you will so one of the most popular uh, topics in in the hockey gear world right now is the Bauer agent 
We have a bunch of questions about it. Uh, one of them on Patreon from Jake Steggles says, have you tried the Bauer agent and is it worth the money for an advanced level player that just plays in beer leagues now? I historically used Vapors and re- recently switched to a Nexus Geo and I like it, but I don't love it. And uh, I believe there is another question here uh, from Sean Cook who says, do you think the agent is too light? Like it takes time to adjust? Yes, but I feel like I need a little more in terms of weight than it has to get a good stick check in. All right. I, I guess I have to start this one because I've been using my agent for about a month now. <laughs> um, there we go. There so, we go. so what I will say, I, I like it. I really, really like this stick. For anybody who wants kind of the more in-depth, it's basically a Hyperlite build. It's got the Hyperlite taper, the XE taper, the low kick point, the same blade. It's a Hyperlite just with instead of carbon fiber, it's built from boron fiber. So they use a material that's lighter. Um for obvious hopeful advantages there. So what I found with it uh, to go over the quick pros and cons, the release on it is unreal. Um, it, it really is because of the weight reduction feels like a really effortless release. I bought the exact same specs on the agent as the hyperlight I was using. I find the agent actually to be a little stiffer, not a ton, but I find it to be a touch stiffer. The puck handling is phenomenal. The puck feels phenomenal. The one thing that I actually really had to adjust to and this is going to sound so simple and stupid, was catching passes. I found that there was a couple times if someone sent me a nuke and I really wasn't like focusing on proper reception, it would kick under the blade because I just didn't have the weight behind it that I did on the Hyperlite. And it's only like a 40 gram difference or something like that. And I didn't think it would be that dramatic of a difference, but I definitely found that happening a bunch and I've adapted now and it's fine. So in my opinion, the stick is as good as advertised. Um, I mean, it's 40, 30, 40 bucks more than the Hyperlite. So it's not like you're reinventing the wheel, but for that extra little change, I found it worthwhile. In terms of your average beer leaguer, good God, no, don't spend your money on this. <laughs> like it's a good stick. I bought it because I get a discount on it. Um, and you know, it, it it's come works fine for my senior A league and my beer leagues and all that. And it, it's great. But yeah, like you're you know, if I if I went into rapid shot with an agent versus, you know, like a just a Bauer Vapor 3X, I'm maybe adding five miles an hour to my shot. Like it's not super dramatic that a beer league goalie is gonna really notice the difference with that puck coming in on him. At that retail price tag, I, I would not recommend it. But um if you've got extra money to spend, have at it. And, and let me first say that I myself have have not tried the agent yet. Um, but one thing I, I will say, and uh, I, I hope, you know, some of the, the people who follow Gear Geek who are, are constantly telling me, um, you know, that stick isn't actually an agent. It's not actually a Nexus Sync. Uh, th- this one's for you because um, it's no secret that a, a lot of these sticks and uh, out there are, are not what they really are. And the same goes with, with the agent. Like I know for sure uh, Trevor Zegris is, is agent is just the graphic and he's still going with his uh, 2N Pro XL build, I believe. Um, I'm about 95% sure Jack Hughes's agent is also just the, just the repaint. Um, so I'm going to, again, I'm going to be devil's advocate and I'm going to say, go with, with what you're used to. Uh, the, the most important thing is, is the, the feel here. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's being comfortable is, is, is what is, is in my opinion, the, the, the way to, uh, to, to play your best and, and to feel your best out there. Um, so, 
yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say, but 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 again, you know, I I will re remind you again, I, I haven't I haven't used it. Maybe I I, I will use it eventually and and have a, a differing opinion, and we can have a a follow up uh, uh, um, segment here. But uh, but but in in the early going, I I would say you you know stick with with what it is that 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 you like, and uh, you, you should be fine in in the long run. So we have uh, two questions here, both about uh, grip on either end of the stick. So from Ryan Lee, says, have you ever used the butt ends grips for sticks? If so, what are your thoughts on those first regular tape? And then a question from Twitter, Cider Salad says, what are the positives and negatives of the ResTech blade grip versus regular tape and wax? So I'm going to, I have to start with the butt ends on one thing. Um, the grip on them is fine. They, I... I don't use them. I don't like them just because they're not a good shape and they're a little too spongy for what I like. Those things are a pain in the ass to get on. And once you get them on, they're not coming off. I know they say you're supposed to, but I've the number of times I've had customers come in with warranty sticks who have wanted to get their butt ends off, it doesn't happen every time. So you got to understand that. Um, but, you know, some people have had different success rates on that versus what we've seen. Um, I'm big on the grip tape because I like, the top of my stick to be exactly how I want it. I'm very particular about the shape I use, you know, how much grip tape, how spongy it, for me, how spongy it isn't. Um, but that's all a preference thing. You can, I, I'm a big screw around guy, like try everything, find out what you like. Cause I've used a million different knobs on my sticks before I settled on what one I actually liked. And the one I actually settled on is so basic and simple. It's hilarious. Um, so, you know, most guys like to personalize in terms of how they build out their stick tape wise. So grip tape gives you more options to do that. So I always generally recommend that to the customers. I see um, the res tech. I haven't actually tried on the ice. We carry it in store feels like sandpaper. I don't, I don't know what the advantages or disadvantages of that would be. Cause I've never experienced it. So I'm just a tape guy. I mean, I, I, ever since I was a little kid, you know, I I've, I've loved uh, just, just taping my, my stick, the knob and the blade over and over again. Uh, my, my, my dad used to, used to yell at me with how much tape I, I went through. And, um, you know, it's, it's no different even, even at my age now. I, I just, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, knocking these, these, um, th these, these new products. Uh, guys in the NHL are using them. I'm, I'm sure that, that they're, that they're great. And, and, you know, you've, you've just given, uh, um, you know, the, the, the positive reviews of them as, as well. But, uh, for me, you know, there's, there's something just about the, it's not so much the, the, the performance for, you know, for me, the beer leaguer. It's more so just the, the routine and, and, uh, and, and the love of, of uh, taping my stick over and over again that I, I, I refuse to give that up. And, and that's why I'm just a little bit selfish and, and not willing to, uh, to try some of these new products. <laughs> we could do a whole nother episode just on taping the stick because it, again, yeah. I'm an advocate for other yeah. people trying stuff and screwing up with stuff. I now know exactly what I like. I do not screw around with it. My routine is the same. Every, like I could tell you how many rounds I go around the knob exactly to the T where I've got a line of wax that is like a perfectly straight line on the blade of my stick because I tape it in the exact same spot every time within a millimeter's difference. <laughs> so yeah, I am very with you on that one. My taping my stick is half the fun of game prep, honestly. 
Matthew, are, are you as insane as Brad is? Like a, a pathological obsession with uh, NHL players' tape jobs on their blades? Um, I don't know it to say that. Uh, like, I don't have an an, an opinion on on them. I, I I am intrigued, certainly. Uh, but I don't I don't rip on a guy like as ugly as a tape job as as David Posternock has. I, I don't you know look at him any differently. Uh, I still you know respect him as the great player that that he is. Uh, but I definitely am am intrigued by them for for sure for sure. And Brad, you you come in a bit more opinionated on those. Oh, they can be great players, and I can respect them, and I can like them as players. But uh, like Ryan Johansson's tape job is an atrocity to the game of hockey. It makes no sense. I don't know why he does it. It Jamie Ben, what are you doing? It, three strips of tape. You're not Bobby Orr. Like, come on, get get some functionality in here. Pasternak, I actually give a pass to because I know the backstory of why he tapes his stick the way he does, and it's actually kind of heartwarming. So I fully, fully am on board with what he does and the fact that he hasn't changed it since he was a kid. Um, but yeah, I, I have opinions. <laughs> now, now hold on. I, I have a question for, for you guys then, since you mentioned Ryan Johansson, uh, be, because he, he does the, the white at the, from the heel about like, uh, three quarters the way up. Uh, so if that's a problem to you, like it, it, one of the, the greatest Red Wings, my favorite Red Wing of all time, one of my favorite hockey players of all time, Henrik Zetterberg did that. With, with black though, not white. And I remember in a video from uh, Warrior uh, many years ago, I think it was either around 2010, 11 with his Warrior Widow. Uh, he had said he just did that because he's lazy. So uh, I, I hope you don't have uh, a bad opinion or you're not about to trash Henrik Zetterberg over here. I mean, everybody can improve at certain things. Henrik Zetterberg is a saint, <laughs> but I can go a step. I can go a step further here. I can actually make this worse. Do you know who else used to, for early in their career, use that stupid like three-inch heel tape job? Nick Lidstrom. Oh, he smartened okay. up as. Oh, oh man. He smartened up as his career went on and he started taping the full blade, but there was a while. Lidstrom actually was wild too. Him and Franz Nielsen, if you ever find pictures of them back, for the knob of their stick, they used almost an entire roll of tape. It was insane. I don't, mm -hmm. I can't for the life of me process what the benefit of that would be, but who am I to question Nick Lidstrom? He obviously had it figured out. Talking about Red Wings and weird sticks and stuff, I remember Pavel Datsuk was one of the first players in the league to feature a stick with a hole in it. It had the three holes, I, I believe it was, in the shaft. Uh, I don't know that we've seen holes in the shaft come back. We did just recently see a strip, like a, a, a hole in the blade, and I don't know how popular that is. Okay, that tech in general, gimmicky, uh, does it have benefits? What's that been like, and how long did that even last for Datsuk? So... Datsuks was on the shaft. That was the only stick model that ever really truly did it in the shaft. Matt will be able to give you the stats on this because I think it starts and ends with Jake DeBrusque. I'm not going to say the hole in the blade is gimmicky because, you know, I've tried them. They're fine. They didn't feel any better or worse than a normal blade. I'll tell you this. Kids under the age of 14 loved it. Adults, not so much, but there's probably a very good reason why they never caught on at the pro levels. Um, the, the Nexus ADV with the, the hole in the blade, uh, that was right before COVID when, when that la launch, uh, started, um, when that, when that launch happened. 
And if I, 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 I remember very clearly, I, I had a tweet in, in March of 2020 that I sent out, um, that the, the only, the, the only, um, guys we had, we had seen with the, with the stick, uh, in a game and, and one was a little bit, was a little bit flexed, but it was a Jake DeBrusque, Braden Shen, uh, from St. Louis and, uh, then RA from Spittin' Chicklets. He had a, he had a picture, uh, with it, uh, himself. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I'll say that was, was quite gimmicky, the, the, the Nexus ADV. And, and there's a reason why it, it didn't, um, you know, catch on. But, uh, with Datsuk and, and the Reebok O stick, there, there were a few different, uh, variations of it in, in the, around like 2008, uh, 2009 and into 2010. There was the green O stick and then, um, later on the, the 808 O stick that, that was called from Reebok. Datsuk did use that for us for a, a, a time. Um, you know, Victor Hedman did as well. Um, the idea behind those was that it was to allow, you know, like wind to pass through the, the shaft, you know, when you're on your downswing for a slap shot. I don't know how much that, that helped, but, uh, I, I will, you know, those were, 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 were way more popular and, and caught on, you know, more so than, than the Nexus ADV did. So, uh, I, I wouldn't group those, those, those two in, in the same, um, but yeah, it's, I, I wonder if, if, if any of the, the manufacturers will, will ever give that a go, uh, you know, um, down the road or, or maybe CCM does a reboot at, at some point and, and says, you know, Hey, remember this thing from, from way back in the day, that, that would be, that would be kind of fun. And, and to see if, if maybe it, it did catch on knowing that, that there were guys like Datsuk and, and Hedman who, who did, who did use them. So what I'm hearing then is, is Datsuk being one of the best players in the world at his time, I was a little bit more influential we know the NHL is a copycat league, and sometimes you get things like uh, tape jobs, equipment, whatever. It's an imperfect science. How much is influence from the player? How much is trying to copy what the best players are doing in every single way? How much do you see that affect patterns in equipment and gear usage, uh, tape jobs? Or do you find that players don't necessarily care about that, and you'll have a guy like uh, you know, Kucherov use uh, Giovanni Smith's uh, uh, skates or something like that. I'll talk about it from a retail perspective and then I'll, I'll let Matt answer from a pro perspective. There's a pretty heavy influence in what you see, especially in kids. Um, you know, when tr- true was, you know, doing their own thing in sticks and they were okay. Their product, in my opinion, is still catching up to power and CCM, but they're doing a good job. Mitch Marner almost has single-handedly launched that company into like a powerhouse in the stick game because he's using it. He's influential. They put his names on the stick. Like one of the TC2 curve is the Marner and they'll actually write the word Marner on that stick. And the number of kids who want that stick because it says Marner. Again, I'm in Southern Ontario, but like it's very high. Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll see a lot of that trickle down to the retail level. Yeah, Brad, uh, couldn't agree more on, on that with, from, from the true side, you know, having Mitch Marner in, in a big market, you know, like on, like Toronto, the, the biggest market in, in, in the NHL, uh, you know, arguably or, 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 um, uh, or by numbers, I don't know for sure, but, but it's up there. Let's put it that way. It absolutely makes a difference. Um, and, and I just wonder, 
you know, I'm sure you guys have have noticed. Uh, you know, William Nylander has been using Sherwood over the last couple of couple of games here. If if he sticks with it and he keeps putting up numbers, who knows? You know what, what that is going to mean for for Sherwood because you know we we have seen it in the past. Uh, the, the influence is there with, with, with kids. Um, it, it seems simple. Like if if you're a man, you, well. Simple enough on on paper, but then you've got to encourage these NHL players to actually use your your product, and then if they like it, it, it should work out in the end. But but yeah, if if Nylander, um, you know, keep, keeps it going with with uh, with Sherwood, it'll be fun to see uh, what what kind of growth uh, we 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 get uh, from from Sherwood there. Uh, but uh, on the other side, you know, from you know some some pro habits that that may have caught on the the one thing that that I think of right off the bat is is that Artemi Panarin tape job where he he does the the tip with white and then he has a single black layer uh, right across the the forehand um now I I've tweeted about that on on Gear Geek in the past and and one of our our awesome followers uh, uh I believe his name is Vili I'll give him a, a quick shout out uh he he had mentioned that a guy in Finland had actually started that I forgot the player's name uh but he he had mentioned Artemi Panarin was influenced by him and well now Panarin's in the NHL and then you you, you see this tape job showing up uh, among others uh Emil Bremstrom's a guy who's used it more at Cider is has has been using it now for for quite a while so and, and other guys too uh, their their names have escaped me uh but but other guys ha- have tried it so um you know the NHL players are paying attention to their peers and and what they're doing and and um you know certain things like that certainly do catch on uh, amongst them as well a general question before we get to uh, the last few fan questions here uh this is a conversation i thought uh, that was really really good from uh from uh, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick the other day, which was how has stick and hockey, I should say gear technology in general, enabled the game to come closer together from top to bottom? So that is to say, you know, from a Red Wings perspective, we've seen from time to time, Adam Ernie rip down the sides and absolutely snipe one, like gorgeous form, no goalie in the world would have stopped that shot. He doesn't do it often, uh, but has stick technology, has hockey gear technology made plays like that more viable down all four lines? Uh, what kind of impact do you think the advance of gear technology has made on the, the, the NHL game? Ryan, you know me. You've seen me. You've seen how I'm built, yes? Yeah, oh yeah. 6-2. You've seen my shot. Yep, and you've seen my shot, right? Oh yeah. You have a yep, wicked that's shot. all I need to say. I'll let Matt answer from there. <laughs> I, I, I criticize- If an idiot like me can have a shot like that, yeah. It, it's, uh, the, uh, the technology is working. <laughs> the first time Brad and I ever stepped on the ice and we never thought each other were bad hockey players. Like we knew we had both played growing up. Um, and Brad had like really just kind of downplayed his game and we stepped on the ice. He had not taken two strides, no brace, no load, nothing. Just ripped one bar down from the blue line at the net. And I looked at him, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Anyways, Matt, I'll let you go. Yeah, I mean, Brad's Brad's exactly right. I mean, uh, and and this isn't a new thing. Like, like certainly, it's it's it has only gotten better, and and it's only going to continue to get better. But I think back to you know the 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 late um, you know just at the turn of the millennium when when uh, composite sticks first 
uh, became a thing. And, and there were still so many guys who, who took as long as they did to, to switch to composite. Um, you know, whether it's Marcus Nasland, Jason Spezza, Paul Stastny, uh, it's like, what were these guys doing? I mean, like, swallow your pride on, on the, the wood sticks and, and give this a shot because you really are missing out. And, and maybe this makes me a little bit of a hypocrite because I don't try the new, the new tape pro products, but, um, but you know, in in terms of the the, the stick technology, uh, it, it it really is unbelievable with 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 how much of a difference it it makes. And 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 you can say, you know, some of the goaltenders argue that when when people rip on them for their equipment getting bigger or or getting more, um, you know becoming more dense to and deadening rebounds or whatever well the, the the stick technology plays a factor into that these shots are harder uh they're they 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 make them uh they make shots more difficult to stop so it it, it kind of all works out works out in the wash and and i mean everything else like skates are so much lighter shoulder pads are so much lighter all this stuff makes such a a, a difference and um it's it it really is awesome to uh to to be a part of it and and you know like i remember when i uh, i've had the same shoulder pads uh you know for a, a number of years now but when i when i first got them they were so much lighter than my old pair um, I, I just remember thinking, you know, how great it is having, you know, so much weight off of you and, 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 and how much better it is to skate. So, you know, uh, the, the answer is, is yes, you know, this, this stick technology gear technology does have that, that trickle down effect across everybody out on the ice. So, um, it'll, it'll be, it's kind of scary to think, you know, where it can go because all these companies have gotten so much better at, 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 at um improving on what they've already done um so it, it's exciting and and kind of scary at the same time to see where else they can go i lied i have one more general question that i know comes up before we get the last fan question here what is if you had to name one product one technology type like think uh when you think of the craziest concept car futuristic car what is in the works or that you know might be coming down the pipeline in terms of uh, hockey gear. I think sticks are what come to the forefront for people, but is there any technology that you think could make waves in the future? Could be next year, could be five years from now. What's in the works? I'll give a quick answer on this one, but I'm going to kind of change my answer from the question because it's something that already exists that I don't think your average beer leaguer would ever even think about. And it's one of the things that made the biggest change in terms of my on-ice ability in the last three, four years since I really switched over. Steel. The actual steel in your skates with the the different types of technologies they've introduced. I know Blade Tech's done a bunch of things. CCM bought out Step Steel. You know, Bauer's doing their own thing. They've tried the Carbon Light, which failed miserably, but they tried. Um, but even just like the black steel, the carbon coating, the different materials they use. Because um, I went from... God, what was I using before I got my new skates? It was just some basic like Speed Blade XS stainless cheap bullshit. And then I, when I got my new skates, I, it came with step black steel. And the first time I skated, I thought I was going to fall for the first 10 to 15 minutes because the glide was so ridiculous. I was still getting edge and bite when I was making turns, but it didn't feel like I was. And so I, it took me a while just to be able to trust the steel under me because I couldn't believe how effortless my skating was in that versus the garbage I was using before. 
Yeah, that that's a good one, Brad. And and I I too made the 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 switch to the the black step steel and um you 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 think it's such a minuscule detail and still uh, until you 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 give it a go. Um but for for my answer, I'm I'm going to stick with the with the same category of of skates and it, it was just, you know, introduced um th- this year with the goaltenders and the, the Bauer Connect skates not having any laces. Uh they they do seem to be catching on amongst goaltenders, you know, Andre Vasilevsky's using them, uh Spencer Knight is using them and and a number of other guys. Um Simeon Varlamov, I believe too or or one of him or Ilya Sorokin on the Islanders. Kosa is using them as well, I know for a fact. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, as the season goes on, we're we're not even halfway through it yet, so it'll be fun to see how many other goaltenders make that 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 change. And and I wonder, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know why, but but I still think that we were maybe a few years away from seeing that come to uh, to player skates. But uh, who knows? Maybe maybe you know, companies and manufacturers have something in the works. And uh, we eventually start seeing that on on player skates. Uh, I I feel like it it might be a little bit more challenging, but um, it, it it makes me wonder, you know, how, how how far away we are from from somebody giving giving that a go from from a player side. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that because when you look at how particular players, and I know it's some one of the things I'm pretty picky with in terms of laces on a skate and the million variations to that, and you know, I lace my scale it like i skip an eyelet when i'm lacing my skates because i want that extra flex that i couldn't get if i just laced the skates up stock and you know a ton of guys use cloth laces ton of guys use wax laces so if there was some type of skate that was built where you could get that flex while still maintaining you know all the skating strides that could be something that i never actually even thought about till you mentioned it which could really change the game and the way the connect skates built like obviously that translation to player skates really doesn't have any effect but something along those lines where the skates designed to wrap your foot and still give you the flex could be pretty interesting actually all right last set of questions here this is the most prevalent question we get came from a few different people so beer league defenseman says for those who are beginners or still newer to the sport what should we look for in gear and sticks to balance the cost versus bang for the buck? I've got a lot of cheaper gear from when I started, and I want to know what to look for as I start to upgrade. Uh, Andrew Pillen says, never really played hockey growing up, but I'd like to get into it. I'm 23. I know how to skate, but where might be a good place to look for some starter gear? Do rinks generally have like trail runs or something? I don't want to get a whole set of gear and have it be something I either am not good at or don't enjoy. And then I believe there's a question on Twitter uh, from Andy White who says, what level of equipment do you recommend for your average beer league hockey player in general? What recommendations would you give if specifically asked about skates and sticks? So beginner gear, what do you need? What's the best bang for your buck? Fire away. What's comfortable and what you can afford. It's such a cop-out answer. If if you make half a million dollars a year and you want to go out and buy all top-end stuff right out of the gate, hey, it's in your budget. Go for it. Is it comfortable? Do you like it? Great. I Obviously, try things on because if you don't, you're not going to know what you like. Um, but for the most part, the lower level protective equipment, especially you can definitely get away with in a beer league and it'll still be comfortable and it'll still do the job. 
you know, for sticks, until you actually get out on the ice and play and establish a play style, you're not going to know if you need a low kick, mid kick, high kick. You're not going to know what curve you want, what curve you need. You're you're going to have to experiment. You're going to have to try. I know a lot of places like my store have a shooting range where you can go try the sticks and figure it out from there. The two things I tell people to never, ever, ever under any circumstance screw around with, and if you're going to spend a little extra coin, this is where you do it, skates and helmet. Because a bad, a poorly fitted skate is going to ruin your entire skate before you even get going. You're going to be miserable. Your feet are going to hurt. It's going to suck or they're going to be way too big and you're going to look like Bambi. Spend time, effort, and money on skates. And concussions are very real. Hockey is a very fast sport. Ice is very hard. Do not cheap out on your helmet. And when it comes to helmet, much like skates, fit is everything. Don't just buy the highest end helmet because it's the highest end helmet. It might fit you like garbage. And if it fits you like garbage, it's doing nothing to protect you. So those are the two things above all else. Make sure you get a helmet and skates that fit properly. Everything else is preference. You know, if it's if it's gloves, if it's shoulder pads, the the protective gear, just like you said, make sure it fits. As long as it fits, it, it's not going to be holding you back. Uh, it, it's going to be giving you that 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 same uh, protection. With with sticks, you know, like you said, it's tough because you you can't actually get a test run out of them until you buy it and then get on on the ice by yourself. But if you're just starting out, you know, don't go and, and spend two hundred dollars on, on a stick. Uh, what what you might want to look for is is they're known as the team sticks they're they're a little bit um lower than than the top of the line model those come in a a little bit cheaper but but the technology is still along the line so uh you're not like sacrificing a whole lot and then when you find a stick that you like the next time around you you go ahead and maybe spend a little bit more if you want to treat yourself um so team sticks keep keep uh be on the lookout for to to save a little bit more money and if you're just starting out and you know it, you you hit the nail on the on the head with the skates and the only other thing i will say is that when you do find uh, a particular model of skates let's say let's use me for example uh because i i found a number of years ago that that the bauer um vapors fit me the best i had a pair of vapor apx2 skates and then I don't know why, but a number of years later, uh, one of the rounds of, of of tax skates, I believe it was the uh, it, oh, it was the the, the CCM Super Tax skates uh, that came out around 2016. I for whatever reason decided I wanted to give those a a, a go, and and I I bought them and and I used them and. I didn't like them. And, uh, not long after that, I, I flipped them and, and, and ate the cost and bought the, the most recent pair of, of Bauer vapor skates. So, um, my feet are, are way more narrow and, and Bauer tends to, to make a little bit more narrow skates. So if you've got narrow feet like me, you might want to lean toward, um, you know, you know, Bauer skates. Uh, they, they have been saying CCM had the, the jet speed line is being, um, you know, uh, geared toward, uh, narrower feet as, as well. But, um, I'll, I'll let you, whoever you are, go to the store and, and try them on yourself. And then when you do find a fit and, and after they bake them for you, if they're nice and snug, 
stick with that brand, that model the whole way through. And and the good thing is skates, if, if, if you take Brad's advice, which you should, uh, in spending a little bit more money on, on skates, uh, well, skates are like the old saying goes, you get what you pay for. You spend a little bit more money, they're going to last, last you a, a, a lot longer as well. But, uh, in, in, in the future, if it does get to a point where you do have to replace them, same brand, same model, and you should be good. All right, folks, this has been, uh, Gear Geek joining us on this special bonus episode of the Winged Wheel Podcast. Matthew, thank you so much. Uh, give a little shout out to the work you do. Plug your socials, the website, and everything. Awesome, guys! Thank you so much for 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 having me on. Uh, you know, as I, as I said, I'm I'm a big fan of of you guys and and all the work uh, that you guys do. I, I look forward to uh, following you guys along. Uh, you know. Uh, for uh, for the rest of time, should I say? Uh, so keep you guys keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know we'll we'll certainly be be interacting on social media. But for you know for those of you listeners, if if you'd like to to get in on on the fun and and talk equipment with us, uh, you can follow us on on Twitter at Gear Geek Hockey uh, and uh, Instagram as well, Gear Geek Hockey, and uh, like us on Facebook as well if you would be so inclined. But uh, thank you both, Ryan and and Brad, uh, for 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 having me on it was certainly a blast thanks man much appreciated it means a lot thanks for tuning in to the winged wheel podcast be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com where you can subscribe to the show on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts you'll also find links to other ways to support the show such as patreon official podcast apparel and more and don't forget to follow the show on twitter at winged wheel pod and of course the hosts at brad crisco at ryan hannah wwp and at hockey town evan